0: In this episode, I'm joined by Chantal, who shares a positive induction story from Ayrshire, Scotland, which is from during the COVID pandemic. So get as comfy as you can and let's begin. You're listening to the Positive Induction Podcast, a podcast for those who have chosen to have an induction or for those interested in how they can make induction a more positive experience. I'm your host, Jade Gordon, clinical hypnotherapist, hypnobirthing teacher, and positive induction coach. As always, I want to remind you, positive birth means different things to different people. Take a moment to think about what it means to you maybe it means feeling more in control, being informed, being supported. It doesn't mean perfect. Birth really goes exactly to plan. My aim here is to bring you tips, inspiration and real life experience. So let's get going. Oh hi Chantal, thank you so much for joining me. I am quite excited to hear your birth story given that it's a birth story from Ayrshire which is where I was born. <laughs> so it's nice, I feel like a strong connection still to Ayrshire, so it's nice to have someone from my old local area on to share. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. When was your induction?
1: So I was supposed to have Jonah on the 27th of November, no October, sorry, 27th, come until the 9th of November 2020.
0: He's 19 months now. Great, and of course, <laughs> that was right in the middle of a pandemic, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it was. It was right in the middle of it. So, nearly my whole pregnancy was in lockdown and then my birth as well. Yeah,
0: so that has its own challenges for sure. There, I think for many years to come, we'll reflect back on, you know, those kind of special babies that were born during that time and how different it was. It was quite a fun thing to be able to say, I suppose, when you're older, like, oh, I was born during a pandemic. <laughs> um But yeah, not so fun when it's you and your own and you're facing extra challenges. And we'll talk about that, including like birth partners and stuff later yeah. but tell me and so towards the end of your pregnancy you probably weren't thinking that you'd be induced were you when when did that kind of topic come up i thought i was going to go
1: early i don't know why i just had <laughs> never no, it was my first baby but i just didn't think i would go full term and then i was hoping for a halloween baby because he was a <laughs> yeah. over, so i thought because late i'll surely have a halloween baby had his outfit bought and everything for halloween And then, no, he was very late. So as it got to my due date, they said, we'll see what happens. Everything's looking good. He was engaged. And they were hoping that he would come soon. But they did tell me they wouldn't be happy with me going over the 12 days. So a week in, they had booked me in for a sweep. And I kind of had to ask for a sweep. They weren't keen on giving me one. But instead, I didn't want an induction. And a sweep was like another another chance of having the baby naturally so I had my sweep she said the cervix was thinning that was on my way but yeah nothing happened she did say she could feel his head so she was quite convinced yeah. that I was with this baby really really soon but I didn't so the 12 days came round, and they booked me in for an induction on the 12 day, 12th day 12th so yeah I ended up just coming to an induction in the end much to my dismay at the time yeah um, but Yeah, all sort of worked out for the best in the end
0: so yeah, and that's that's quite common, isn't it? Like feeling that oh, I really don't want to do this. And then um, what helped you during that time when you decide like well, this, this is what it's going to be, and I'm just really don't want to do this? Like what helped you during that time? So I had done similar to you. I had done a hypnobirthing
1: course yes. um, with Simply Positive Birth. It was Gillian, and during the course she'd actually done a little bit on induction. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, that's not going to happen to me. But yes. I listened to bits, but at the same time I was thinking that no, really don't want that to happen. But she just said that really, even if you are induced, your positive birth can still happen. You still have to use all the same techniques of reading things, everything that you've learned. So I contacted Gillian when I found out I was having an induction and she said, if you looked at your positive induction stories, go back and do that. Just really focus on using everything that you've used, but just transferring it over yeah. to stories story. So I did. I sat and I went on to, there's a p- Facebook group, Positive Induction Stories. I went on there and I Positive Induction Stories. And I think I just sort of, I was really upset to begin with. Like you, I came home, had a wee cry and I thought there's no way my, because I really wanted a pool birth, And I thought there's no way that's going to happen because the more you're induced, the less likely, if that makes sense, yes. that was going to happen. So yeah, I was really upset. But then after speaking to and she said, you can still have that. That might still happen. And all it might be is that he needs an extra wee push. He sounds like he's ready and he might just need an extra push. Push, And she actually said, I can see you going in and having one pessary, and that'll be you, and everything will go to plan. And that's exactly
0: what (laughs) happened. That's always (laughs) can when we can forecast these things so well. (laughs) I always say, like, there's no Chris of all, but sometimes it's it's nice that it feels like there is. And you, you like you say, it's really encouraging that you had those positive indications that something was happening um yeah and I remember we were talking a minute ago about having that cry like picking up the cat and be like it's the only part only only thing there oh like listen to me like what's going on I'm so frustrated with my body and yeah like it doesn't feel good to go into it that way so it's really good that you were able to with Jillian's help like turn your mindset around before you actually went in so um yeah so when you when they were having that discussion with you did you get much information did you know kind of what the options available to you were in terms of induction?
1: So yeah sort of I had kind of looked into it beforehand and then when I got there and I had the discussion with my midwife um, she'd given me a few options and I had just decided the pessary was the one that I kind of accepted and beyond that I kind of hoped that I wasn't going to so I didn't research much beyond that because I was hoping that I would would get one pessary and that would be enough and I think that's what maybe maybe it was naive but maybe that is what kept me positive as well because i really was dead set that was my next plan and yeah. i was just that happened
0: so then bit of a spoiler because we know yes. <laughs> we know what's gonna happen but so um <laughs> what day you went into your appointment then what day was that do you remember oh it would have been still so 12 days after did you have like a time to go in or were you to phone in the morning yep
1: I had to phone in the morning, and they would give me a slot. so When I phoned in, it was one o'clock. Okay. So it was the Sunday night. I was to phone, and I was going to be in just on the Monday. Never remember. So Sunday night, I phoned, and she said you have to come in at one o'clock tomorrow. Okay. So I was all ready to go at one o'clock, and because it was lockdown, my husband was able to come in for an hour. So they basically said he can come in, he can get you settled, and then he has to go. Okay. So when I went in, I was one point five centimeters dilated, okay. um, three, and then he kind of sat with me, and then he just had to go. And I was in a room of four people, but everybody kept their curtains closed. So I just kind of went with the status quo and I kept yeah. my curtains um, closed as well. And that was me for the rest of the night. I had just taken, like Jillian had said, try to be as positive as you can. Just take everything that makes you happy and just spend that time doing what you can. So I'm a yoga teacher. So I'd taken my yoga mat and I got mm. some quite funny looks as I went in with my yoga mat. But <laughs> it really um me a yoga mat. And I took in my favourite films. I remember watching Practical Magic. And my oh my goodness,
0: a... that's one of my favourite films as well. <laughs> Such a good film. Those were the two films that I
1: watched. And nothing was happening. I didn't feel really any different. I was just quite happy, just sitting in my room on my things. I was messaging my friends and they were asking for updates and everything. Messaging my husband, Jack, back and forth. And then we had dinner at five o'clock. And at six o'clock, I was just really, really sick, and it suddenly just turned. That was me at six o'clock. Something happened. Yeah. Started to feel a wee bit unwell. Um, I'd had a wee bit of leaking, and I'd showed the midwife, and they said they couldn't confirm whether it was my waters or not. Could have been, but there wasn't enough. So it was just to go back and see how I got on. And I was getting kind of regular checks, but um nothing seemed to have moved um, at all. And then at eight o'clock, it just suddenly really hit me, and the I got contractions. They went from kind of no contractions at all to really quickly, yeah. really quick contractions. Um, every thirty seconds, I was managing to kind of have a break of thirty seconds, and then starting again yep. by myself. They offered me a bath, so I went through and they ran me a bath. But it was just a really shallow bath, and by this point, I just couldn't sit down. Yes. The only thing helping me was like kind of arching my back and really pushing into my lower back by myself. Which I suppose normally you would have your birthing partner yes. there to do. That that was fine and then I came back through it was getting to the point it was really really intense I did no painkillers at all so I asked for something and they gave me paracetamol and on my birthing plan I had said don't offer me painkillers because really I didn't want to take anything and I think it was more just to be as present as I could be during the birth and I remember my mum saying at the time don't be the hero Chantal just take any painkillers they're offering you but I was really determined that I didn't want to have painkillers I wanted to really be there for Jonah being been born so um I had some paracetamol then and it didn't really make any difference so I had asked to be checked and she was like I think you're fine if you're in labor you're at the really early stages of labor and I'm saying well, I really really think that I'm further on than what you think and they said no nope, no nope, you just need to keep your going really well just get back on your yoga mat do what you're doing and you'll be absolutely fine so she did come in and check on me a few times and she could see that I was really really in pain so this kept going for a few hours and by 11 o'clock I had said can someone please check me it's been a while since anybody's checked me and I really had went from contractions to a real bearing down feeling Um, and I had said I actually think he's coming like it might sound ridiculous but I really think he's coming I think I need to start pushing and my husband's not here and I'm starting to really panic and I had group b strep as well so I knew that I was supposed to have an antibiotic at four centimeters dilated as well which I wasn't given so by this point I was saying I really 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 want somebody to check me so she said lie on the bed because you know they have to get you all wrapped in to do all your tests so I said I'm really sorry I can't lie on my bed is there any way you can do it standing so she managed bless her to get everything on and did my checks and she said okay how far away is your husband?" And I said, he's just 10 minutes in the car, even if that. We're really lucky we sleep close to where the hospital is. And she said, right, I need you to get him on the phone just now because your baby's coming. So I was 8.5 centimetres dilated. So I kind of must have went really quickly in those few hours. At that point, I started to get a wee bit upset. And I was saying, but I really want my, my birthing pool. And she said, it's OK. The midwife led unit is available. There's nobody else in there just now. I'll phone them and we'll see what they can do. So... I managed to walk. I remember them saying, get all your stuff. Do you want a wheelchair? And I said, I can't sit down. I really can't. I want to stand. So I managed to walk the whole way. Um, I think I had to stop once or twice just for a couple of contractions. And I got into the midlife lead unit and they said, we're running your pool. It's okay. And I was like, can I please, please get it? And they said, I know. We really want you to have it. We just need to see it's running. We can't make it go any quicker. So they gave me some gas gasoline at that point. And I remember being up on the bed like facing the back of the bed and then jack came in and as soon as he came in i just kind of started to relax a wee bit more because he was there Kept going with my breathing i was listening to all my um recordings from Gillian, um all the hypnobirthing stuff and had made a playlist and everything i had my wee stones with me i had all my cards positive affirmation cards with me so i was just trying to look at everything and do everything that i could do and then eventually my birthing pool was ready so i got into the pool at around so that was about 11 half 11 and it was only about an hour by the time all that happened they quickly got the antibiotics into me and got me in the pool and then Jonah was born at half past one in the morning so actually I was only in the pool for about an hour an hour and a half yeah um at the very very most so I only ever needed that one pessary um and I think they they didn't give me any more because it was there's a certain time length of time isn't there between yeah them be the first one and the second one and I think yeah. they seemed starting to move before the second one had happened. So I just remember being in the pool and then I was crying in the midwife had said I was actually crying there when you gave birth because it was so beautiful. Everything oh. just really kind of fell into the plan that I'd always had in my head. And I think as soon as soon as I got in that birthing pool, everything just felt better. Yeah. And I think the bath that's my go to Even when I'm stressed or anything, I go into a bath. Mm-hmm. Um and it always makes me feel better. And I think just seeing Jack's face and then being able to go into the birthing pool as well, everything just got back on track, if that makes sense. And yeah. I was able to even... They said I was calm the whole time, but I think internally I was starting to get a wee bit more stressed out. Um, but obviously not, because the birth still happened. Yeah. You, it's like when he
0: was there, you felt you could you were you were okay it was okay to come now so
1: Uh and I think I was worried he was going to miss it because the panic in the midwife's face and she was saying how quickly is he going to be here he needs to be here and that panicked myself so I think when I saw him and Jonah wasn't here yeah I thought it's fine he's going to be here everything's going to be okay and yeah I only remember having to push a few times in the pool I don't actually remember I suppose it does become a bit of a blur doesn't it yeah further away you are from it even
0: time like the time and labor kind of bends and <laughs> it was kind of strange as it was
1: really just time seems to be really funny but yeah I just remember getting to the point and she said you've got one more push and he'll be here just one one more push and Jonah's yeah. going to be here and I had to like sit in a kind of squat because he was halfway yeah halfway, and then she was like one more push and he'll be out and I managed to grab him and lift him up by myself um, which I didn't think I would ever be able to do. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it was. It was. It was. It was a really, really nice birth. I think when people ask me about my birth, and I say it was a really nice birth, or like, how can a birth be nice? Yeah. <laughs> I use that word to describe your birth, but actually, I did have a really, maybe enjoyable, maybe maybe two, but definitely a really nice. And it was. It was yeah. a really. experience in the end, actually, after the initial sort of body.
0: quite often i talk about anchor like using anchors you already have like noticing what makes you relaxed anyway when you're stressed Like you see like a bath like you already have that association and it's really important to use that for induction if you're having to prepare over a short period of time looking at what already helps you is really important and you know yeah. like being in the water was likely to feel good because you're used to that oh, feeling i always it's, say like the feeling of getting in the pool when you're in labor is like nothing else it's like your whole um, body just relaxes sort of lifts the contractions
1: doesn't it like yeah. you're still having
0: baby, but they're
1: absolutely not as intense when you're in the water and I think the music as well and just having the positive affirmations I think when I was told I was having an induction I felt like all my hypnobirthing stuff had to get out the window like that's me I'm not in control of anything anymore because they're deciding when I'm having this baby and actually it wasn't that at all I could still use everything that I had been
0: taught it was just that he was given suppose, a supposed wee kick and your body was almost ready wasn't it so yeah it oh. just that kind of nudge (laughs) to get going the negative you need about induction
1: is that oh your body's not ready your baby's not ready it's going to make it a much lengthier much more painful experience and that wasn't what happened to me at all but I think that's what was in my feeling I think that's why I was so upset about it but then when she told me actually during my sleep everything is ready to go he's just not making his way out yet and it was just that wee tiny yeah any extra push that he needed to go
0: Perfect. So I I know your birth partner wasn't there for a lot of it, thanks to COVID. But how how did they help you in terms of like before or during? Like in that small bit at the end.
1: So he was able to come to all of because it was online as well. The two of us were able to go to all um, sessions, and I thought it was really important for me and really important for him as well that he understood what was happening. And I did another thing with a girl called Chloe. It was Happy Birth, and I really wanted her just to explain anything that could happen I wanted to know every outcome of everything so that no matter what happened I was aware of what was happening so like an emergency section I wanted to know what would happen and where I would aim and he wanted the same I think he wanted to be quite prepared in that sense and I had made you know a few decisions about things like the pain relief I didn't really want pain relief I had said that I knew what the options were and I wanted to be able to say whether I wanted pain relief or not. I didn't want them to ask me. So Jack was aware of that as well. Um, although they did say that he couldn't really advocate for me, I had I had to say it myself. The day I would have to say whether or not, because I said, can Jack not just say whether or not I want it? And they said, no, on the day, you really have to say it. But he was there to help me as well. Yeah. I think just I had made some decisions and I thought if he, he was able to back me up and kind of remind me, because obviously if you're in pain sometimes,
0: you're not going to make the same decisions as you would have initially made, if that makes yeah. sense. And of course it's okay to change your mind as, as well. If you felt like you needed pain relief at any point, then that's okay too. But yeah, like you say it's nice to have that conversation before and to know what's imp- for someone to understand what's important to you to remind you in the moment, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, no definitely. Um and he looked at my birth plan and stuff with me. So he was really aware of what I wanted, but I had always said like obviously I want Jonah to be safe. So whatever. Yeah the safest option is for him then just go with it but I think just getting me prepared for everything as well and helping me with my music and getting everything set up and just being there with the water like in the juice and stuff and I was actually in in labor and just reminding me that my body was ready for this and he was kind of saying he looked at the positive affirmations as well so he was able to say them to me when we were at that sort of last yeah the and stuff but yeah It was a shame because he missed so much of it and I really could have been doing just to help push into my back, just these wee silly things. But then at the same time, when I reflect on it, I managed it myself and he would maybe have felt like a spare part for some
0: of it. I mean, that's really good to hear that you can do that. Like you can push into that part of your pelvis, like upper pelvis or lower back um, and it feels good. But yeah, obviously like in an ideal world, you would have a partner there to to do that (laughs) as well. But um, you see, like you you can be proud that you did all that part yourself. You managed to do all that despite like being there yourself. Hypnobirthing wise, you mentioned like a few bits and pieces. What were you actually, what tools and techniques were you drawing on when you were in labour? Were you doing, were you using your breathing techniques or yoga breathing techniques or anything like that?
1: Yes, I was using the breathing
0: that the hypnobirthing
1: had taught me. So it was in for four and out for seven, which really helped. And it was to do with, I can't remember exactly now, but the counting as well. You were able to see like, I've only got so many breaths yes within this contraction to get me through so that really helped me and I think that's what drew me to hypnobirth in the first place was the breath because I know how powerful the breath is through yoga yeah I'm sure I could have used my yoga breath as well but that really did help me so I used the breath the positive affirmations as well just repeating that you know my body could do this and I think the one that I kept saying was every single contraction is bringing me closer yeah to my baby that was a really helpful one as well and I remember Jack saying to me As well, when like you're getting closer, you're getting closer, you're nearly there, you can do this. And it was just that reassurance as well through the positive affirmations. And I think it was just the knowledge that Gillian gave me as well, everything. She was just able to put me in a really positive mindset of everything. I'm quite a positive person generally, but it's such a huge thing that I did have doubts and then with induction, that was another doubt. But it was just, it was a total mindset change. And she would help me get into that position. It definitely was a hypnobirthing. I went to bed every single night listening to the the mm-hmm. record. She said that if you're you listen to them when you're just beginning to fall asleep, then they're more likely to sort of go in. You're more likely to remember them, yeah. um, sort of at that point um, of getting ready for sleep. So yeah, they definitely helped as well. And I can remember myself repeating some of the things from them in my head. I was listening to them as well during the labour, along with my um, with my music playlist as well. So that definitely helped.
0: Yeah, super. Yeah, and actually, like I often say with hypnobirthing, most of the work's done before. It's the kind of soaking up of stuff before, and even with induction, if you're just hearing about hypnobirthing a few days before, like all the the relaxation tracks and affirmations you can still soak in. But of course, if you mm-hmm. have longer, that's even better. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. for anyone listening who's going for an induction in the next couple of days, what yeah. tips or suggestions would you have for them? What last minute know wisdom would you like to share
1: I think I would just say try to stay positive because it's not the end of the world you can still have what we say a positive birth even through induction you can still use all of the tools that you've learned if you have done hip, the birth and the breath just continuing that positive mindset and trying to keep your positive hormones or your happy hormones going because that will definitely help you within your birth and I think my friend's actually just going to have a baby really soon she's due on the 30th of June and I just keep saying to her that no matter what happens you're still going to have this gorgeous little baby at the end of it so just trying to keep that in your head with ever because not everything's going to go to plan and it's absolutely fine if not everything goes yeah. to plan um but yeah you're still going to have the same same little baby at the end of it and everything will be worth it and I think you do you, you do forget right after it. it is a really nice thing to go through a really lovely experience to do yeah and I would say actually look forward to it and just soak in every moment that you've got now and then soak in all those lovely first few days with your baby
0: lovely and it's so true we often focus so much on birth that we forget like it's nice of that reminder of oh my baby's coming like with the affirmation yeah. you liked as well <laughs> it's bringing you closer to baby because sometimes when you're in it like you're so kind of focused on what's happening now like you're forgetting like you know about baby coming right yeah. The point <laughs> of this so, um, yeah I really love that um and finally um in terms of positive induction what was about your birth that that makes you describe it as a positive experience
1: i think because i did get my full birth in the end and that was really really important yeah and because i knew that was the place where i was going to completely relax and you know be most with myself so i would say that's what made it positive i think even though it was in covid but jack was still able to get there for you know the the main part support from the midwives was amazing. That really did make me have a positive experience as well. And I think the I do always say this to anybody that's great. The hypnobirthing definitely helped. My yoga definitely helped. The breath definitely helped. And yeah, I just think the whole the whole thing was positive. I can't really even I think initially I maybe would have said that the induction part was the only negative part of it. But actually as soon as it was as soon as it happened, as soon as I did birth and reflected on it, that was positive as well because that's what my body needed. It just needed that wee kick. So yeah. Everything about it was everything about it was positive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's great, right? That's brilliant. Well, thanks so much for joining me. It's really lovely to hear your story and I'll share links to Gillian's page um, for anyone in the local area in Ayrshire or Glasgow who wants to find out more about that. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you again, Chantal, for sharing your story with us today. I really do appreciate anyone who takes time to come here and share with us. It's so helpful and inspiring to others. If you'd like to share your story, do reach out to me. I just want to end, as always, with three things that stood out to me during this conversation. Firstly, reading positive induction stories is a great way to help with mindset. And we have loads on the positiveinduction.com website. So have a look at the show notes for details. Secondly, hypnobirthing is amazing for induction. From making the decision to be induced or not, to updating your birth preferences or plan, to using the tools and techniques that you've already learnt. Do reach out to your hypnobirthing teacher for support. Or if you've done an online course, or maybe you feel like your hypnobirthing teacher is not very supportive of induction, do reach out to me. I'm always happy to have a chat. Your hypnobirthing does not need to go out the window when you choose an induction. I actually believe that hypnobirthing is even more important when induction is concerned. Thirdly, even if your birth partner isn't able to be there for your birth or can only be there for part of it, they can still be an important part of birth preparations, supporting you during pregnancy attending classes with you. Of course, it can make such a positive difference to have them there with you, whether it's helping you to sip water or being present so you can really relax and feel more at home. Thanks for listening. Head over to the show notes for this episode at positiveinduction.com forward slash episode 13 where you'll find links to additional resources, and a link to Gillian's website for those in the Glasgow area interested in hypnobirthing courses. You'll also find our induction birth story library and of course the Positive Induction Course, a hypnobirthing course specially created for induction. Thanks again for being here with me today, and as I say do reach out if you need anything. If you have any questions, you can find me on Instagram at Positive Induction or email me jade at positiveinduction.com. I hope you have a lovely week.